You're listening to Professors with Brian Dussel. Welcome to the Perpessence Podcast. I am your host, Brian Dussault. Today's special guest is Felicia Baird. She is a TV producer and has a podcast called It's Not About You. We talk about humility and personal struggle. Welcome to the podcast, Felicia. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I just want to say really quick, you have a podcast called It's Not About You. And you have a killer voice. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Means a lot. That is like the first thing that like really stuck out. I'm like, this girl's got like the podcast voice, I think. Oh, sweet. That <laughs> makes me happy. Thanks. All right. So now that we got that out of the way, I totally changed what we're doing today. And something happened today and it it was random. So it made me want to change what we're going to talk about, and I think you're going to like it. Okay. So, I bombed today. I totally failed. I look stupid. It's something I'm actually, I like to say that I'm pretty good at. <laughs> I had a guest, and it didn't go good at all. Like, I just didn't know what I was doing, I guess. It didn't click. Um, it was the first time that's ever happened. Yeah, I w- I've had a couple of people on my podcast like that, um, where, you know, it's hard over Skype because you can't see their facial reactions. Right. Yeah. And a person to person, like if they're sitting across from you, oh, it's so much better. Yeah. And you can like kind of read the room a little bit, but, um, like I've had people on my podcast that, um, they're a little bit more academic so it was harder for them to like have a conversation as opposed to just answering questions right and it it threw I think it threw a curveball at me because like it's like we weren't clicking there's nothing wrong with the guests at all like I like everything she does and I checked her checked her website out and everything she does and like that's why I wanted her on the podcast Mm -hmm. and yeah it just We didn't jive. It was weird. Yeah, it's not a fun feeling afterwards. (laughs) You're kind of like, was that good? Do I have to edit this more because of that? Oh, I didn't even get that far. It was like, she's the one that brought it up. It didn't really get too far. And Oh, did it end? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I'm like, yeah, you're right, you know? And she was really polite, too. So, like, I'm actually kind of glad it happened mm-hmm. in a in a weird way and what i felt what i i was sitting in in my chair afterwards and i'm like all right hold on a second i haven't felt this feeling in a while like what is this and i had to pinpoint it and it was humility that's that's probably the word right there mm-hmm. and i haven't felt i felt it before but I haven't felt that in a while. And yeah, it, it, it's a it's a nice it's a it's a nice feeling. Like, because if you don't feel that, you kind of feel like, you know, oh, I'm like, I'm I'm doing really well. Everything's going great, and like, 
like I can't be feeling like full of myself or like oh I'm the best like that just showed me like hey like you mess up <laughs> yeah of course well not everyone's bound to I guess click as well right so um like I'm not under uh, like I'm not sure what the the restraints were for the like why it had to end but right sometimes people just don't click right away right which is um not your necessarily your fault yeah, I don't want to go into details or nothing because I do actually uh, respect the girl and I, I mm. like what she does. So, but it was, it's just like, I'm like, wow, I messed up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's <And> okay. <laughs> I just had to laugh, you know? Like, I'm like, what do you do? <laughs> yeah, it's true. So, you're from Toronto and there's, there's a show, I believe, out of Canada, pretty sure. Uh, you ever heard of Trailer Park Boys? Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, yeah, nice. So this reminded me of a scene, and I had to, like, look it up and, and write it down. And uh, so I'm just going to kind of um, not say every word, but kind of, like, go through the little conversation real quick. So there's a guy named Ray. He's in a wheelchair. And uh, he's supposed to go to the bar, get the guy some drinks. And Julian gave him some liquor money. But Ray veers into the VTL room and dumps money into the slot machine. <laughs> Julian says, hey, Ray, what are you doing, man? Ray says, lost all the liquor money, boys. That's the way she goes. <laughs> That's the way she goes. That's right. That's the way she goes. That's what I just said. And Bubble says, so you lost all the drink money is what she goes. That's right. That's the way she goes. Sometimes she goes, sometimes she doesn't. She just doesn't go. That's the way she goes. <laughs> and Bubble says, it was going to be the best night ever. Now it's the worst night ever. <laughs> so that scene is like, I'm like, that's, that, it just popped in my head. I'm like, yeah, that kind of feels like me right now. <laughs> it's the way she goes. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah. That's, um. My boyfriend's a huge Trailer Park Boy fan. Very nice. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I like it too, but it's more his humor. But I do, like when you were talking and you were saying those quotes, mm -hmm. I, I hear it all the time. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, I saw that you were uh, also a TV producer as well, right? Yes, yeah, oh. I'm in TV. Very cool. Um, I actually do film composing and like I do music for... Oh, it's mainly short films and like small budget stuff. And mm -hmm. uh, one time I f bombed during that situation and failed. And well, that's TV, though. I mean, that's, you know, they you have to have a tough skin in that kind of uh, field. And well, this was like a big shot. I can't really, I don't want to go what in what it was because like I don't want to put the guy on blast i don't want to like say the show because i don't want people to find out but it was a big show but yeah he, he gave me a number to his uh agency and like i called them and then they're like oh i never heard of him <laughs> like what what is going on and i told them that what they told me and he's like like he thought i called him like some kind of like liar or something i don't know it was weird it was like it felt like a runaround but like i was too pushy i think and the dude like just blocked me and like, I'm like, oh, 
that was like a huge shot and I failed so bad. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's a fine line in TV. Um I still don't I still don't know the line, but it's like people don't love being harassed. So I yeah. usually bear more on the we'll give you like a week to answer and if you don't answer then I'll I'll get back to you then. Right but now, yeah. Like my boss is like, "Follow up now." I'm like, "Nope, it's too soon." <laughs> yep. I get I like to wait like if I'm gonna, it's like that kind of professional situation. I like to wait 24 hours. Like, if I just keep it, keep responding, like you know they're crazy busy. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, I try to. I give them time now. You learn. <laughs> yeah, it's all a learning curve. So you ever uh, bombed miserably? Have I bombed miserably? Um, I mean, I'm sure I have. Uh, no instances come to mind off the top of my head. Um, but I don't know. I just feel like if I were to, if I were to bomb, I mean, I'm the type of person who would think about it for a little bit, but after a while I would just let it go because I don't know. I'm a pretty likable person and I'm, you know, a hard worker and whatever. And if, if something doesn't go to plan and it's has to do with someone else, I necess I kind of tend to veer on the it's if I can get along with ninety seven percent of the people and, you know, can't get along with ninety uh the, the other three, then it, it it's it's probably not a hundred percent my doing. <laughs> <laughs> um I just feel like that helps make the situation better. Like it, it takes two people to bomb a situation. Um, maybe the other person wasn't as clear as to what the boundaries were. Um, and you just felt that it was okay to keep messaging. Like I, 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 I don't take things as personally because it takes two people to bomb a situation. I feel right. Like uh, it's a, it's really just a miscommunication. Yeah. Like, and, and that's something that, you can't necessarily take too personally. Right. It's, it comes with time. <laughs> um, but especially with work, I'm a freelancer. I'm a contractor. So I don't take anything too seriously because I kind of veer on the, this contract's only like five or six months long. It will end. <laughs> <laughs> so um, if, you know, it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out after this and that contact's gone. But that's okay with me because you can kind of feel it on both ends. Right. Yeah, you could I felt it too. I just kept going. I'm like, oh geez. Like I, I, I agreed with her. I'm like, you know, I feel it too. We're just not clicking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can't force that. No, not at all. And it it happens. Of course, yeah. And like I said, like if you have this podcast, which you do, um, and you've bonded and clicked with, you know, ninety eight percent of your you know, your guests on it, then it probably necessarily wasn't completely all you. Right. I do take, you know, I do take fault in my part and everything. And, and I'm over it and all that. I just like, it was a learning experience. And like, I thought that'd be kind of cool to talk about someone who also has a podcast and who also talks about life. And I thought it was pretty, I thought you'd be a pretty good person to talk about it with. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. So you have a podcast. It's called mm-hmm. It's Not About You. Yeah. 
And why'd you call it that? Um, so I interview people, um, entrepreneurs, but mostly people that like social entrepreneurs and nonprofit organization starters. I find this generation, the millennial generation is big on giving back. Um, and I think it's super cool that someone does like, not only are they kind of breaking the grid and going against the employee mindset and doing their own thing and taking risks with their life by being an entrepreneur, like they're centering it around giving back to other people at the same time, which I mean, that's pretty freaking cool, I think. So, um, yeah, the, it's not about you podcast title kind of came to me while I was sitting in the bath. <laughs> it's where most of my thoughts come to me. <laughs> oh, nice. Um, yeah, like it's just like I mean, people meditate and they like sit in quiet and mine tends to happen. My letting go tends to happen at the end of the day when I'm like, I have a bath every night, which is so weird to some people, <laughs> but it, it's what calms me down. Um, and I could just have the most stressful day and the minute and nothing will click in my brain and I just feel like I'm forcing everything. But the minute I sit in a bathtub, like I'm just like, oh, fuck, like that. That could have <laughs> like that's what I need. So the it's not about you title kind of came to me the minute I sat in the bath and I was like I sat all day brainstorming um, names for a podcast to to represent interviewing people who have started charities and nonprofit organizations. And then the minute I sat in the bath, I was like, it's not about you. There it is. That's it. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. I, I, I started meditating in the bath. That's how I started with, med yeah, with meditation. It, it, it's, it's, I mean, I don't necessarily meditate in the bath, but it's just kind of my time to not think about anything else. So, I mean, I guess that is a form of meditation. I was telling someone who was saying that they, they can't sit on the couch and meditate. Um, and and then I said, I don't think it necessarily has to be sitting on like a couch or on a pillow or you no. know, on your bed or anything like that. It's whatever you do for yourself. And what like some people it's running on the treadmill for some people, it's going for a walk with their dog, like whatever it is to you. Mine's having a bath like a weirdo. So it's, um, you know, it's whatever you can do for yourself to quiet your mind is is a form of meditation i i think oh totally yep i've i've done that a lot of my life without even realizing it was meditation mm -hmm. and then once yeah. once you actually understand once you start understanding what meditation is and start like researching it and everything then it's like oh now that's what that was actually doing yeah exactly i think that people I mean, meditating is so cool to do now, <laughs> um, which is great. I think it's it, a lot of people need to do it, but I feel like people almost take it too seriously a little bit, like when they're first starting and they just automatically throw it out the window because they just assume they can't do it. Like, right. oh, I, I, I can't meditate. I can't quiet my mind. But it's like you can. You just have to figure like you have to figure out what in your life you do to quiet your mind. It doesn't have to be sitting down. Right. You know, thinking or like literally trying to not think. So, yeah, when I did it, I didn't try to follow any <laughs> rules. I just kind of did my own thing and I made my own way of meditating. Mm -hmm. And it for you. Yeah. I didn't like that way. Like no one can tell me I'm doing something wrong. And, you know, whatever works for me works for me. And 
Uh, I, I I always like to bring it up when the, the situation asks for it. Yeah, I think it's a it's a it's an important thing to talk about because I feel like a lot of people are stuck in their own heads and. It, if we can try and get people to realize that less is more a little bit, um, I think it's important to do. So there was something that you said on uh, one of your podcast episodes, and you said, I don't mind when people vent, but when they don't provide a solution, Ugh, that is yeah. a totally different ballgame. Can, um, can, can we talk about that a little bit? Of course, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, that I don't, I remember saying that, um, but I, I still say, I, I said it today. Like I just, nice. it's to me, it's just one of those things. I mean, everyone has to complain. Everyone has to vent. And I am a hundred percent down to listen to if anyone needs to get anything off their chest. Um, but if you're going to keep complaining about the same situation all the time, then you need to do something about it because I'm just the type of person that, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not like a, Oh, I'm going to complain about not going to the gym. And then all of a sudden I'm going to the gym. Like I sit with emotions too. And I, and I understand how that process works or whatever you need to do to get motivated. But what I don't love is, you know, Oh, I can't, I mean, for, I'm just going to use the gym because I feel like mm -hmm. that's a pretty common one. Um, <clears throat> But it's like someone saying, you know, I can't wake up early and go to the gym. I just can't do it. Or I'm too busy at night to go to the gym. But then they, I don't watch TV for three hours and then complain that they're depressed because they're not doing anything with their life. Like, I just, I, I understand that it takes time to get out of that rut. But at the same time, if you're not at least trying to alter little changes within your day to make sure you accomplish everything you need to, I just, I get so sick of those people and I can't hear it <laughs> any right. longer. I hear you. I call it the poor little me syndrome. Yeah. And like, I, like everyone goes through ruts and that's essentially what, you know, my Instagram is about. It's like helping people get out of them, but it's a give and take situation and no one can help you create happiness except for you. So if you're going to constantly complain about that job or that person in your life that is bringing you down, that you feel is bringing you down or, you know, like your health or your weight, you have to take the steps to at least try and fix it on your own. And if you can't, then that's when you, you know, start getting help. But if you're not trying to make those little life changes for you, then I, I, no one can help you. So complaining about it doesn't really do much. Exactly. I was going to say, let's find a solution to, uh, humility and what has helped you but we kind of kind of talked about that but if you can can you just kind of rehash that for me sorry rehash what uh your your version of finding a solution to humility that could be generalized for people who are listening oh you mean like when you fail like when you feel like you failed at something yeah Hmm. I mean, I'm just huge on trying so hard to not take things personally. Um, when you feel like you failed at something, 
Oh, that's a tough question. I have to think about that for a second. Just give, me, give me a minute. Oh, it's, it's uh, all good. I could, I could probably blab on about what I think if you want. Yeah, sure. Yeah, maybe that'll give me inspiration for my answer. Maybe because I'm, uh, what I use it as a learning experience. So yeah, you messed up. So what? Don't mess up again. <laughs> mm-hmm. Try not to mess up the next time. Like just, just look back. Use it as a learning experience. Yeah. I mean, it depends on the situation, but oh, totally. especially like, let's, I'm going to use work. For example, if I start a new position or a new role on a show, um, and it's kind of new to me, I, I kind of thrive on making mistakes. Like I will just kind of go about my day and then someone would be like, that was a huge fuck up. And I'm going to be like, Oh crap. Sorry as long as you own up to your mistake and you recognize that it's on you, I will never make that mistake again. So to me, it's, it is a learning curve because you, how are you supposed to know if you're doing something right or wrong? If you don't screw up at least once. Yeah. It only makes Um, you better. Yeah. And if you're, if, I mean, if you are constantly making the same mistake, then yeah, maybe you should take the blame for that one, but humans are humans and you know, things happen and you kind of just have to take it as one of those things that are like, okay, well, I'm not going to do this again because that didn't turn out well. Um, and it kind of just makes you a stronger person because I don't take things as personally. Like if someone makes a mistake and then they go, I'm so sorry, that was my bad. Like, I just want to apologize. Um, especially in my industry where I work as in TV, um, there's a million people that can be blamed for something. I learned pretty early to just be like, ah, sorry, guys, that was my bad. And just don't take it seriously, because when you take it seriously, then other people will take it seriously. So if you're just like, oh, crap, sorry, I'll fix that. Then how can someone get irritated at you for taking responsibility? Like those are the annoying people are the ones that are like, well, this person didn't remind me or this person didn't do this or you didn't stop me. Like the people that make excuses for their mistakes. Um. I think the best way to handle it with humil- um, humility is just to own it. Ah, sorry, that was my fault. My fault. That won't happen again. Um, if you want to give it another try or something like that, in my opinion. I think I like yours better. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna say sorry in advance for screwing up. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think we're having a pretty killer conversation but can you uh tell us more about yourself uh sure um so i live in toronto i live with my boyfriend and my grumpy old dog here (laughs) um yeah i've been working in the tv industry for about five years so i went to university for psychology obviously didn't want to do that anymore so I went to school for film and got a job right away and been living that contract life it's a it's a pretty cool job for your 20s Um, (laughs) I couldn't think of anything else that I'd want to do it's like an unconventional job it definitely just makes you think out of the box a little bit more in terms of creativity and you know you're not stuck at a desk at all times so it's kind of what I thrive in Um, and I just got this idea to start a podcast and, you know, an open Instagram account about helping people get out of their mindset or like their shitty mindset 
because I was notorious for being one of those people that would just complain about their life and then not change it. Um, I'm notorious for overthinking, having anxiety, having depression, and just constantly feeling bad about myself. Um, so one day I was just like, okay, there's no way that I'm the only person that's feeling this way. So I just started being super open about my feelings and, you know, what I've been doing to change my mindsets. And I, it's been like people are receptive towards it. And that was the weirdest part. Um, so it's not about you kind of took off more quicker, I guess. Is that a, is that right? More faster? Uh, oh, yeah, it's, it's right. <laughs> took off faster than um, than I thought it would. Uh, people seem to love the idea of people giving back. It's kind of, I don't know. I just feel like if you have a business and you're not giving back, then I don't want to say you're doing it wrong because I think people who have businesses are really cool, but it's just something you should entertain. Um, even if it's just like in the amount of, you know, a dollar per sale or something like that. So, um, yeah, just all about inspiring people. Um, I still work in the industry. I like my job, so I probably wouldn't give that up for a while. But um, just kind of thinking outside the box. And my industry's given me the means to have a creative outlet. So I'm lucky in that way. Very cool. Yeah, I am. Um, I, I totally, like, agree with that, like, giving back or paying it forward. Because I've had people that basically, like, shouldn't even be talking to me. Like, they're like professionals in their industry and they're busy and I'm like this person that's trying to like break in and like just starting and I'm just like trying to look for advice and they take their time out of the day and help me out like that's a big deal so when I get to that point I should do it too because I've been in the same boat I've I know how it is to start and like it just gets contagious now that person is going to do the same thing and just keeps going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, I haven't had any bad luck with in terms of reaching out to people. Um, 99% of the time they all say yes. So, right. Um, and if it doesn't work out, it's probably just because of timing reasons because I do work a full-time job and, you know, I can't necessarily do it in the day. So, um, and we'll revisit that when my contract ends, but yeah, people have been really, really great in, in wanting to talk about giving back for sure. So very cool. Mm-hmm. All right. So I have, uh, some deep questions for you. Okay. <laughs> Can you tell us a weakness flaw or an undesired feeling of yours? Oh God. Yes. <laughs> um, I was recently on a retreat in California and you know, we dove deep into our thoughts and that's always a scary thing to do, but it was kind of a cool experience. It was my first time being in that situation where we just really analyzed ourselves. Um, and I realized that I have this really deep rooted insecurity of not being enough. Um, it was so weird. Like, I mean, I like funny enough, smart enough, 
pretty enough, like whatever the situation is, it's never usually more than one at once. But um, like in this situation, I was on this retreat and I was like, oh, my God, I'm not spiritual enough. Like these girls are so cool and they're what I want to be, but I'm not there. So obviously I'm not cool enough to hang out with them. Like it's just my brain can spiral so quick on not feeling like you're enough for anything. So that is my deep-rooted insecurity and like flaw I guess about myself not a lot of people like will know that I'm thinking it at the time I'll just kind of sit with it on my own but and I'm very aware of when I think about it but that would be my flaw well thank you no problem well mine's pretty similar because I, I wrote mine out and I was like trying to find like the exact words and mine is feeling not important Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, pretty similar. Yeah, and I'm like, because I, I had to think, I'm like, yeah, I have like lots of weaknesses and flaws, but like, what's the one? And like growing up and like, even now, I still feel that way, even though I have two kids and I know that they look up to me, I know that they love me, uh, I have family, I have really close friends, and it's just just how I feel. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's something that you can't fix. Like it's no. like you can fix it at the time and like change your mindset at the time. But I feel like these are always going to be kind of they're from when we were growing up. I don't know. I can't pin where I would ever think this in my life. But I mean, they just stick with you, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's a very human thing. And I feel like now, like, it's nice to know that I know that. Yeah. I agree because it's like I can the minute it happens, I'm just like, okay, I know it's happening here. (laughs) Um, And you just have to kind of alter your mindset to think that. And I think that if we can be more open about it, then other people can probably pinpoint their flaws that they don't like about themselves. And when they start to spiral, they will kind of know how to like use a couple mechanisms to to get them out of it. Yes. So can you tell us a strength, advantage, gift, a desired feeling of yours? Uh, I mean, I feel like I have a lot of gifts, Brian. Um, but The, the, uh, the strength, the, the one. <laughs> um, I'm just going to, because I'm already on the topic, I'll just, I'll just say that I think that a, one of my bigger strengths about myself is that I have a pretty big sense of awareness like I know me more than I thought that I knew me like I said like I know what emotions in my body are like I know what's happening when I when I start thinking a thought that doesn't necessarily feel good um when I can't and when I'm vibing with someone or when I'm not vibing with someone like I pick up on energy and vibes pretty quickly So having a sense of awareness, I think, is kind of a huge strength of mine because it helps me relate to people more. I can feel when someone else is off um, because I automatically feel off. I think that that I just, yeah, having a sense of awareness, I think, is a pretty big strength. Oh, sure. It sure is. Yeah. And having that and... I feel kind of bad saying this, but like looking around, it's like a lot of people don't have that. No, (laughs) it's crazy. (laughs) Yeah. 
it's it's a curse. <laughs> I mean, I feel bad for those people, and they need to to wake up a bit. But yeah, we have, it's they're just going at a different pace. Yeah, we're all in this together. Everyone is in it together. You're right. It's true. So, I have one, and this was tough. I'm like, oh crap! Now I got to think of one. And I was like walking around, getting distracted. I'm like, so here's what I wrote. Someone told me that I am inquisitive. And I like that word. And it's almost like a perfect word if I really think about it. And I'm a really curious person. I like to learn new things. I like to learn subcategories of said things. And I like to learn from the best people around. And I like to antagonize my friends because it's fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you and go. It's all on good good fun, though. Like, I don't do anything bad. But, yeah, like, I'm just a curious person, I guess. Yeah, I think that's a good quality to have. That's a good strength. Yeah, and someone told me, like, I have a uh, a business consultant, and she's actually a good friend, and she made me ask people, like, made me ask questions to people about myself. So it's kind of, it's kind of weird for me. Cause like, Oh, people are going to tell me about me. And this was actually a guest on my podcast. And he said I was inquisitive and I had to look up the word. Cause I'm like, I know it's like, so it has this, something to do with questions and stuff. And I'm like, Oh, that is a really nice thing for him to say that I it made my day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's always nice when you get kind of caught off guard a little bit with a compliment. Oh, definitely. And then you're like, yeah, I am that. Thanks. <laughs> so if people listening can only take one thing away from today's discussion, what do you think that would be? Hmm. I would say... What did we talk about? We talked about quieting your mind, um, your strengths, weaknesses. I would say, like, if you have the opportunity to get to know yourself a little bit more, um, don't overanalyze it. Just just do things that you want to do so you can learn the type of person that you are. Um, I think that that's a big gift. I mean, it's obviously a learning curve, and the more you grow, the more you're not the same person, but... Knowing, knowing what you're good at and what you're not good at, um, those are strengths. Like your weaknesses, knowing what your weaknesses are, are your strengths. So I feel like people should just own that and kind of don't take it too personally or overthink it for yourself if you don't know what it is. But if you can just list out all of the qualities that you love about you, ask some of your closest friends what some of the qualities that they love about you are and then ask what you need improvement on. I mean, I'm huge on constructive criticism. If someone can, you know, help me pinpoint things that I can improve on. I mean, no one wants to hear what they have to improve on on themselves, but you kind of get a gist through asking people about your work ethic and stuff like that. So if you can just constantly ask people, to help you out with that, I think that that would be a great thing to to try and do. Be open-minded, I guess. Perfect. So where can people find you? Ooh, 
hit me up on Instagram. Um, so my handle is by Felicia Baird, B-Y-F-E-L-I-C-I-A-B-A-I-R-D. And uh, check out my podcast. It's not about you. Um, it's on iTunes and Spotify. Cool. Do you have anything else you'd like to plug? I don't think so. Any exciting news coming up? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I know. It's so, so lame. Um, I have a couple of things I'm working on, but they're not live yet. So okay. if you follow me on Instagram, you can keep track of that. Um, but other than that, no, I don't have anything. No, is that, is that lame? I don't have anything to plug or, or anything like that. Nah, I think, I think you got your podcast. That's more than enough. You have, you have a good amount of material on there. I think people need to check that out because I really like it. Oh, thanks. That means a lot. And you, know, you kind of do these things and you don't know if anyone is even listening. So <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Well, personally, like I like that you have the interviews and I like your little five minute uh, mindful Mondays or I think that's what it's called. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're doing your research. Good job. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I'm revamping that a little bit. So I'm going to do the interview every other week. So two interviews a week. And then I'm going to do like my five minute ones are going to turn into like 10 minute ones, but those will be like more mindset shifts on the opposite week. So one Mm. a week. Okay. Um, Yeah. So I guess that's my plug. Ah, Nice. If if you already listened to my podcast. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for taking time out of your day to come on the show. No problem. Thanks for asking. I had a good time. Yeah, me too. This was fun. All right. Thanks. I'll I'll keep in touch. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks, Brian. All right. See ya. Bye.